0: and welcome to the snap a marvel cinematic universe recap podcast where we recap the latest and greatest of the mcu um, my name is kayla i am your host of the show and today with me to have this kind of fun one-off episode where we talk about the atrocity that was the inhuman show um my guest is ollie uh hello how are you
1: Hi, latest and greatest sure is a way to describe uh, what I spent (laughs) eight hours watching.
0: (laughs) Right, very latest and greatest is the perfect example of that. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Ali, uh, for anybody who um, doesn't know what you're about, um, let them know.
1: Yeah, so I'm the co-editor and site runner for Start Menu, which is a very small independent games website for people looking to get into games journalism mainly but we also have a very active discord community which supports people who are trying to get into pr people who are trying to get into game development anyone who's trying to get into the industry really will uh welcome aboard and will help them find opportunities and will hang out and talk to them and just be a generally a safe place but our the start menu website is a it's a bit like uppercut itself where we we put up uh, features and essays and news and things like that we really do to try to let people come to grips with working with an editor uh, and figure out how the industry works. So we try to help out as many people as we can.
0: That's awesome. I love that. I feel like the industry needs more people like you and sites like yours. Um I know for sure, like when I was first getting into the industry and like trying to dip my toe in, I was like, I have no idea what to do except for like... uh meet people and say hello and then try to make my own things and I didn't know the ins and outs of anything and how that worked and um yeah it's nice it's nice having sites like that to like navigate the space which is really helpful
1: yeah we're we're all about learning by doing and uh I'm learning as I go too because like I'm I'm not the most experienced person in the world but like I I've taken this on and I'm figuring it out and I'm helping trying to help as many people as I can So. It's it really is a really really nice community, um, and I'm really proud of it. I
0: love that. Um, so yeah, we we uh, I actually a while ago kind of put out feelers saying like, all right, you know, the MCU, we're getting a lot of new stuff soon. Let me know if you want to record something. And um, I was talking to Ali in my DMs, and they were like, let's let's talk about. Like, I'm kind of interested in, in humans. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, why not? Um, Because that was a thing that I completely forgot existed. Um, And I I think when you had, like, where you were tweeting with me about it, I looked up the trailer, like, immediately to just be like, oh, yeah, let me go, like, refresh myself on what that was all about. And I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: it, after you see, like, the first... 30 seconds of the trailer and it's actually it's the first minute of the show as well where you go like oh this this isn't movie quality and they were really trying to push it in the marketing as like this is an IMAX experience and it's just not
0: mm, yeah yeah it's it was something and also like to be fair I don't know much about the Inhumans I've never read any Inhuman comics so I don't know if you have Ali
1: Uh, The the, the most I've I've really interacted with the Inhumans before this was through the Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan stuff, um, and Mm -hmm. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which handles the Inhumans a lot better than this show does.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I I was familiar a little bit with some of the concepts just from playing, like, the Marvel's Avengers game um, with Inhumans and Kamala Khan, but, like, again, none of these characters, I didn't know any of them, and I wasn't like really attached to any of them so i'm wondering uh from a viewpoint of somebody who maybe like really likes the inhumans and like those comics if they watched the show and they were like either really into it or they were like no please please no from from like the I bit of research
1: i did everyone who liked the inhumans were like oh this is lame this is a really lame oh, no. interpretation yeah. of these characters which comes up again and again with how the characters are shown off and the, their powers are displayed it's never cool mm-hmm. uh I, yeah. I think this is actually this is a good point to explain why the inhumans is a thing that was made uh yeah so, go,
0: yeah go yeah, ahead yeah. so
1: so basically ike perlmutter is perl musher is the ceo of dis or of marvel studios he mainly runs and operates the comic industry or the comic side of things And in the 90s, when Marvel was in a dire situation, he and the board of directors sold off all of their different characters to different movie studios for the movie rights. So, you know, Spider-Man went to Sony, Fantastic Four, and X-Men went to Fox, and then everything else went to Disney, uh, eventually. So, after that happened... When the movie started to come out and everyone realized, oh the, Mar- oh, the Disney movies are the only movies that are really hitting huge, he decided, well, who do Disney have and who can we really put to the forefront instead of X-Men and the Fantastic Four? And the Inhumans were the sort of side characters, and they're very much so like the also-ran X-Men. They're kind of the cheap knockoffs of them, for lack of a better <laughs> term, uh, so he basically started to really, really heavily push the Inhumans in the comics. This meant that they were killing off X Men in the sort of mid two thousand or late two thousands, early twenty tens, and they ended their Fantastic Four run, which was a big thing that, which was like the longest running uh, comic for ages and ages. And Ike Perlmutter really wanted the Inhumans to happen. As a brief aside, Ike Perlmutter is a very interesting person to put it lightly um he is known for constantly clashing with kevin feige Um. the main reason being he didn't like kevin feige's direction of the idea of making movies about characters like black panther and uh captain marvel because he didn't think there'd be an audience for them to elaborate on that a bit more i think the most telling quote about Ike pearl is that he was once quoted saying that people wouldn't be able to, or wouldn't notice about the recasting of Rhodey in the Iron Man movies because all black people look the same.
0: He Oof. is,
1: yes. Uh, he is known for hanging out ash ash at Trump's Mar-a-Lago hotel quite a bit. Uh, he's been in a numerous amount of court cases. He is also a recluse. Most pictures of him are either taken from a very far distance or from the seventies, he does not like having his picture taken. He is a very strange man, uh, and he was. Adamant I just,
0: to...
1: yeah, I so. just looked up. Like
0: while you're talking about him, I looked hmm. him up, and one of the pictures of him is just like a literally a picture of him like going into dust, like because I guess it was like a a, a snap reference. Yes, because yes. of. Kevin Feige's and, and promotion?
1: That's, yes, that's where things oh, no. get kind of spicy with him, Kevin Feige, and the Inhumans. So back when he had more control at the company, he was adamant that they make an Inhumans movie. Because that was his franchise. That was the thing that he wanted the X-Men. He, he no longer wanted the X-Men. He wanted the Inhumans to be the new big thing. So he was very, very persistent that a Inhumans movie get made. And for a while, I'm pretty sure The Rock was attached to it to play Black Bolt. And what eventually happened was Kevin Feige went to the um, Disney executives and said, hey, this guy is pushing budgets and I don't really like his influence. And it would make more sense if the Marvel Studios worked more like Pixar and things like that, where it was just one person reporting to the Disney board of directors and that person be me. So they said, "Okay, we'll give you the full movie control and Perlmutter can continue to run TV with Jeff Loeb. And so that's why the movie of The Inhumans was unceremoniously turned into a TV show, even though everyone was like, this needs a bigger budget And Jeff Loeb then hired on uh, our next very important person in all of this, Scott Buck, to be the showrunner. If Scott Buck Mm -hmm. sounds familiar to anyone who likes MCU things, you might know him as the showrunner for Iron Fist. And he's also known as the showrunner for the season of Rosh on Dexter. Uh, yeah, he... I was
0: going to say, I see Dexter, mm-hmm. Uh, things like, yeah, yeah.
1: So he doesn't exactly have the best track record with TV shows, and he hasn't actually made anything since season two Iron Fist. So that kind of gives you an idea of where the show was starting off from. It was originally meant to yeah. be a movie. It was kind of forced into production- by an executive who is not a great person, uh, no. with a creative team that didn't seem particularly passionate about it, and everything was sort of going against it, and the people who were running Marvel at the time it didn't really want it to be made. So yeah, that's that's worth bearing in mind for all of this, and, and it he explains still, a lot. He
0: is it. still a chairman at Marvel. Yes, as well. Um, Yeah,
1: you you hear stories. I'm not I'm not massively into the comic book industry as much as I used to be, but you always hear stories of there is a lot of frustration of people who write for Marvel that Pearlmother tends to have in push, and that in push is never good.
0: Right. Well, that's a great intro to this trash. (laughs) <laughs> Fire <laughs> series uh, that we're about to talk about, um, and so there is eight episodes. And I know, um, like ollie was saying, the first two aired in like as a, a movie, basically in theaters, uh, and they had like an IMAX budget for it. Um, and then everything down. It, and, but honestly- it wasn't actually if they had
1: an IMAX budget. It was that IMAX signed a deal. And they were like, Ah. "Okay, we'll give you our cameras." So that's all they had. They had a TV budget, but they had IMAX cameras. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say, like every other episode, basically, like there was nothing that changed. Like the, to me, like just from watching it, and I don't have a ton of like film industry like knowledge, but the like it didn't seem difference like yeah I, I, wise? I think
1: the the main thing is like the IMAX cameras you see them use in that first scene where it's the slow motion and the guys running through the forest and that looks kind of
0: yeah
1: and w- w- things like that <laughs> but then you realize like oh they're just using these incredible cameras on tv sets and it's like when TV went from SD to HD and everyone had to start wearing more makeup because it was suddenly like oh this looks really bad on a on a high quality screen like you're taking these things that aren't meant to be seen with a really high quality camera and filming them with a really high quality camera and they just look even more plasticky and fake.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. For sure. Um Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this with you. <laughs> um it's there is so much that while I was watching, I was like, "Where did the budget go?" Like the costumes didn't really look great. Um The ha- oh my the the hair crystal is, the sister the hair is it looked so like they spray painted her hair. It looked like they literally just took black spray paint. And was like hold still yeah. and and, just and the Minerva her.
1: wig for the first two episodes is really rotten too.
0: It's really bad, but, and you can tell the difference between the CGI when she's wearing the wig and when the wig is, like, doing its, like, powers, um, you could tell the difference. And, and they kind of make her powers, they...
1: like, super lame, because in the comics yeah. her hair can grow and it can be manipulated and stuff, but now it's just like, yeah, if I guess you're close enough to her pretty long hair, it's not, like, it's not even, like, Rapunzel level long, it's just kind of long. Right. Like, if you're close, it can punch you, and that's all she does with her hair.
0: Now I will say the best part about this show and what I hope they spent most of their budget on was Lockjaw the dog. Yes. The best part about this show. He looks great. He, he's cute. He doesn't, he just, he just teleports and hangs out. And I love him. And that is, that is the best part about the show to me. And I will say.
1: <laughs> apparently he was the most expensive part of the show, which is why he spends about half the season in a barn not doing anything, <laughs> which makes a lot right. of sense.
0: Right. Um, so let's just, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to recap again, there's eight episodes. I'm going to be reading, uh, the Wikipedia recaps per usual. Um, what I'll do is I'll read the first two, uh, because again, they originally aired together. We'll talk about it for a sec and then we'll just do like each episode. Um, again, this is, uh, this is something. Um, (laughs) so The first two episodes, we have episode one, Behold the Inhumans, and episode two, Those Who Would Destroy Us. Um, So during a mission on the island of Oahu uh, to find a newly transformed Inhuman, Triton is attacked by a strike team and escapes by jumping into the ocean. In Atalan, the secret city of the inhumans on the moon, Blackbolt, Medusa, and other members of the inhuman royal family learn that a recently destroyed Earth rover might reveal their society to humans uh, before attending a terra I never say this word right. It's terragenesis. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um ceremony for two members of society named Aridia and Bronaha, um, where they are exposed to the Terrigen mist and reveal their inhuman powers later black bolt's brother maximus who is who is ramsey bolton and that's mm. all i can look at him and see is ramsey bolton from and Game that's of why Rose. they cast
1: him they were just like oh he's a villain in that let's let's get him be a villain in this and that's all he yeah. does
0: yep yep so um maximus uh Alerts the other members of the royal family to Triton's mission. Uh, unhappy to hear Triton might be dead, Gorgon heads to Earth to find him. Maximus begins a coup on and uh, including having the same strike team attempt to kill Gorgon on Earth. Karnak learns what Maximus is doing and begins to warn Medusa and her sister, Crystal, Maximus attacks and shaves Medusa's head to sp- suspend her powers. Crystal has her dog, Lockjaw, send Karnak to Earth for safety and does the same with Medusa and Black Bolt. Uh, that's episode one. And um, also, it's just a lot of names. If you're not familiar with the comics, these are all inhumans. Like they, like everybody that I'm named, they all have different um, powers and such, um, which we can get into. So, some um, of them
1: admittedly, more cool than others. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: I think that, that's a big problem with the show is how it treats its characters with powers and how eventually, like... I think the the biggest problem with this show is that Maximus, by all reasons, is the good guy, <laughs> except you're yes. just told he's the bad guy and you're expected yeah. to be like, no, I don't like him. But, like, he... In the first episode, he talks about how, like, this is a caste system and it sends anyone who doesn't have good enough powers down into the mines to work till they die or whatever. And it's like, you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, fuck these guys. Fuck fuck the monarchy. This, this is bullshit. Let's rise up. And then, it like, these unlikable monarchs who are, like, really cold and sterile and mean. And some of them don't even have that, like, cool powers. They just seem to still be in still be allowed to live in the castle because they're related to the monarchs like the guy with hooves I don't know what his superpower mm. is other than he has strong legs Stompy
0: Stompy yeah, like he there's no stomps. reason
1: <laughs> there's no reason he shouldn't be down in the mines when you know <laughs> oh, it's just oh god yes keep yeah. going
0: the the class system is very interesting also to like Maximus Um. The, so I yes I agree that like the, the class system and be Maximus having he is he's is right uh and i think the whole point towards the end of the show is that they're trying to redeem themselves and i'm not really sure if that works out that well but um maximus I, is is a creep i will say there there's that scene when he like tries to hit on medusa and she, he's basically like you you could have picked me but you picked my brother and then he's like I can still think about it. Like, he just makes these, like, really awful comments. Yeah, I, that I think, like,
1: I think even uh, Rowan is one of the few genuinely good parts of this show where he actually is giving it some bit of effort. Like, the casting yeah. isn't bad, but for a large part, the acting is really bad. And oh, And yeah. he's one of the few who's actually pushing a bit of weight into his acting. And it seems like a lot of the time the show just seems to go, okay, we'll just give him a bit of a monologue and he'll make something of-ish and maybe that will be a good scene.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, like, so the character Karmak, uh, Karnak, he has really cool powers. Like, he can uh, basically just, like, see everything that's going to happen, map out what's going to happen and change the outcome in his favor. Um, and his actor, for the first, like, four or five episodes, I was like, I cannot like him. Like, I'm trying to, and he, you're giving me nothing. Give me something. And, uh, and I, there's like I, we're a... going to
1: get to my favorite part of the TV show. I think it's at the <laughs> beginning of episode, two, and it involves him. And it's okay. the dumbest thing in the world.
0: Yeah. Um. So that's Karnak. Medusa, her powers are her hair is very strong, but then they shaved her head and... It won't grow back, which I think in the comics it can or she can like grow it to her will. So immediately in the first episode, she loses her powers.
1: Um, Black all, all of the characters is... aren't mm-hmm. able either aren't able to or lose their powers because uh, Karnak will get to. She gets her head shaven. Uh, later on, one of the uh, the Gorgon isn't able to his, use his powers in the same way. And Black Bolt can't use his really cool power, which is like he has. Ever. <laughs> he has, yeah, he has an he has a voice that is so powerful and strong that it will just destroy anything. Like it said that he can destroy the whole moon if he wanted to, the whole city. But he's never allowed to use it. The only time he uses it is when he's tased by some cops, and he goes ugh, and then it sends a <laughs> cop car flying. But you'd think that someone who's had this power for all of his life would be able to hone it to the point that he can control it, and in the comics he can. He can, like, use it to beat people up just enough. But, like, in this he seems to have no control over his power and just cannot use it whatsoever at any point in the show.
0: I stand by this. Lockjaw is the best character. The dog Mm. is the best character and his teleportation is great and he's cute and I love it. Um, Also, Maximus... Kent does not have powers, and that's the whole thing. Is that he is like, he was like born from Inhumans, was basically human by DNA, and yeah. So, so they treat his, him his whole less thing is then
1: his mutation yeah. was that he turned back into a human, which yeah. is really funny. Yeah. Uh.
0: All right. All right. So we'll go into episode two. Um. So realizing that they. All have been stranded and separated on Earth now. Karnak and Medusa begin to search for Black Bolt to reunite him with, um, reunite with him while Gorgon waits for the fight to come to him. Crystal contacts Medusa on Earth, but the call is tracked by Auron. Um, Louise investigates the missing Moon Rover. Louise is just, I don't even, did they mention Louise in the first part? She is, like, a a human that works for, like, a, a kind of, like, NASA and they put an Earth rover um, on the moon, and, and she's NASA just a random- And case,
1: is just a big empty room with a couple of TV screens in right. it. Because this right. is a TV show. Don't forget
0: that. The- this- Okay, they they kept panning. Like, they would show, like, the pan of, like, the outside of the space station that had, like, huge domes, and it looked like this really cool space building. And then anytime they showed her doing her work, it's literally a- huge empty warehouse with one big TV and her laptop. <laughs> so and I was like, who is working here? And there's
1: no one like, else there. There's
0: like one no. person and a lab
1: coach and her boss. And that's it.
0: And the boss will come in and like raise his eyebrows and like you know, it be do bossy things and then that's it. It's just it's very it's this show. Okay. Anyway, uh so this <laughs> this woman uh, investigates the missing moon rover, learns of four strange anomalies coming from the moon and landing in Hawaii. Black Bolt is arrested by the Honolulu police after his arrival causes a traffic disturbance, and he shoplifts new clothes. Um, Which is on... a hilarious
1: scene. It's it is great. <laughs> really, really badly filmed, and it's just, like, it, every bit of this thing's internal logic never works, because you. they talk about how they're always watching humans. But then suddenly mm-hmm. he doesn't understand that he has to maybe pay for clothes. And, like, he just has no idea how humans work. And that comes up again later when Minerva shouts at an ATM machine and you're like, you've been watching humans from the moon for years and you don't know that ATMs don't just give you money if you shout, I am the queen of, of whatever, right. of the Inhumans. Like, how how are you real people?
0: And, and back on that, this is a, a topic that I wanted to discuss um, that really frustrates me. And I, I want to know, I, I actually want to talk to some folks who like have uh, disabilities with like hearing that um, use ASL and their thoughts on this, because, you know, I am not like, I don't know sign language. It's always something that I've wanted to learn. And then I just like never have. But I noticed as I was watching, he would do like the same hand signals, and I was like, there's no way that all means the same thing. So I looked um, up an article. Yeah. Well, I looked up an I saw this too. <laughs> I, it, I it, made, it infuriated me that they were like, they made it to where the character did not use ASL because the quote was that he is not from Earth, so he would not know ASL. Like, how frustrating that and must be. And yet they all know English. For, right. Like, I... So they just made up their own sign language, which just seems lazy to me. It seems like they didn't want to put in the effort to, like, have that voice on their show. You know what I mean? It just yeah, uh, uh, that, that pissed me off. Uh, anyway,
1: <laughs> no, that that's Again. like a massive oversight. <laughs> and it kind of oh yeah, really dumbs down his character from who's meant to be one of the really he he's one of those characters, a bit like Daredevil, where it's like it's a disabled character. But it's a genuinely cool representation, and
0: he, he has a so like such a cool and very powerful like his powers are very cool. He this character could have like really like you said honed in his powers and learned how to use them correctly. Also, he could have learned how to actually use sign language and like show it off. His character was the most boring and bland character, and he's mm. supposed to be like the king and the representatives of the Inhumans, and he just like stands there he like that's all we get from him and that's because he can't use his powers and he can't sign he can sign to just the people around him like how convenient is that it's just uh yeah very frustrating but um but yeah very frustrating um back to the the recap uh let's see let's see let's see so yeah he shoplifts the new clothes um Orin finds and engages with Medusa, who stabs her and escapes. Maximus addresses the people of Adeline as their new king, while Orin wakes up and is seen healing her stab wound. And that is kind of like a reoccurring thing. This character does not die. I guess that's her superpower? Yeah, I think she so. She can't die? She, yeah, she
1: can, <laughs> she can fight pretty okay, and she doesn't die.
0: So, um... So yeah, uh, just for those first two episodes, is there anything... Uh, One one Um... thing we did forget
1: to mention was the dude whose face is just a movie projector. And I just like to think that whenever he's not being used by the royal family, they just keep him in a closet like an actual movie projector. Like, that's how they treat everyone. And it's just... Uh, oh yes, I, I you forgot to mention my my favorite characters in this, which are the Hawaiian surfer dudes that save.
0: Oh my Gorgon. god! Yeah, um,
1: and they're just like, okay, we believe everything you're saying about the moon, and also we'll fight with you. Why not to the death? Like we yes, will kill people for you <laughs> because Hawaii had a king. <laughs> like that's their reasoning. Uh, and yeah. by far, my favorite scene in the show is when the character who is shown to be able to see all of the different outcomes of his actions and, like, basically see into the future short-term and then figure out what's the best route to take, falls off a rock cliff (laughs) because he loses his footing and then knocks his head and can no longer use his powers properly.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's Yeah. Also, the projector guy that you were talking about, talk about a, 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 like, serious trigger for trypophobia. Oh
1: yeah
0: when he like he appeared I I got like and I don't even have that. Like I don't even have that bad but like ooh it's it it like he has like those little whole nope, it was gross and they that that was oversight. Yeah, what
1: what that reminded me of was um the the powers of the two people that you see go through Terra Genesis. The girl who comes out, she gets butterfly wings and they're like, Oh, she's great, she can live with us with the sort of like higher ups in, in the cast or whatever and then her brother they later find out has the ability to, like, basically see the future. But they're like, oh, this, this dude's useless. Send him down to the mines.
0: Right, right. <laughs> the girl like, with the wings who's, this? like, cute and pretty and can float. Oh, yeah, that's that's high class standards there. But yeah. this guy, he could tell the future? Mm, no. Oh, we're not uh, also, that.
1: before we move on, do you know what Black Bolt's full name is in the comics? I do not, know. Blackagar Boltagon. How great is I that? I love that. Yeah. I love
0: that. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. And then when I mentioned Twilight, I, the first like five minutes where they're like the human, the inhumans are like running in the forest. And you get, again, the IMAX shots of like the leaves and the slow motion. I thought I was watching Twilight. Like I was like, this feels like a Twilight film in the first five minutes. And um,
1: yeah. So, so with all of that in mind, how would you rate this as a movie going experience if you had seen this in the cinema? If you had if paid I money to go see this in the cinema. If I
0: paid money to see this film and I was like an avid MCU fan, I would be like, what, what did I just do with my life? Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel now watching it from home. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, mm. yeah, no. Um, I- The only other notes that I have about the first two episodes, too, is the scene where they're, like, shaving Medusa's head. I don't know. I couldn't take it. It was supposed to be a super emotional scene, and I couldn't take it seriously because they kept panning to her. And then, like, her being like, no, and, like, crying. And then they'd pan to Maximus being like, he he hey, hey, And they kept panning back and forth to their faces for, like, a good minute. Like, it just kept panning, and it was, re- I was like, oh, no, this is supposed to be really emotional, and they're making me laugh. This, this no. actually highlights
1: a big problem with, with the show, too, is that they very clearly didn't have any money for an original soundtrack. So you'll notice mm-hmm. whenever... There's something that isn't just general in humans music. If it's meant to be intense, or if it's meant to be a fight scene, or if it's meant to be a sad scene, they have to use a licensed music. So the first fight scene is this crappy cover painted black. And yep. then the Medusa scene is some sort of like just trash, melodramatic, over the top thing that you'd see at the end of a CW episode. And they keep on going back to that where they just clearly don't have any subtle music to use, so they use the most overwrought licensed stuff that they can. Yeah.
0: It's it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> but yeah, um I guess before I move on, is there anything else you want to say about the first two?
1: No, I I I have some stuff for episode three though. That's that's
0: pretty bad. Alright, cool. So episode three is Divide and Conquer um, in flashbacks as teenage Black Bolt, before undergoing his um, he has no interest in the throne, which Maximus craves. After the brothers go through their Terrigenesis, Terrigenesis I keep saying that wrong, um, Katang suggests locking Black Bolt um, for Adelan's protection, but Aegon overrules him. In the present, Black, Belt, Black Bolt's fellow inmate sammy is contacted by evan declan um and given instructions to befriend the former jesus this wikipedia is like all over the place uh louise watches the prison in hopes of gaining information while medusa learns of black bolt's incarceration and heads there on foot a prison riot ensues and Sammy breaks out Black Bolt, revealing himself as an inhuman with heat powers. They board Declan's helicopter and escape. Medusa fails to reach them in time and forces a curious Louise to help her chase them. Maximus asks tasks Auron to kill Gorgon, sending a team which includes the deadly Mordis. Her party forces Gorgons to retreat. Crystal publicly opposes Maximus as king and escapes Adelan with Lockjaw maximus uses the chance to convince the genetic council of the royal family's incompetence and strengthens his position arriving on earth with crystal lockjaw is wounded in a collision with an atv all the while karnak is captured by a group of drug suppliers who decide to keep him alive um let's hear it ali
1: (laughs) so i i think the first thing is like they they build up mortis as like this super evil dude that they have like imprisoned and no one can let out and then he just sort of seems like he's a normal guy. Like, he seems, like, not that bad. And it just, they they decided that, like, oh, your power is uncontainable, so we're locking you away. And it's sort of like, isn't Black Bolt's power also just as destructive? Uh, the right. The best part of this episode is when the doctor at the beginning of the episode is walking out of his, like, office thing and a sort of lackey runs up to him and he's like doctor you have to see this and Sorry. he shows him a tablet mm-hmm. and the tablet is just footage from the last episode and it's the the exact same edited footage that they used from the episode where uh black bolt sends the cop car flying and it's like who mm. recorded this i suppose. so <laughs> yes uh that's we get a lot more of the hawaiian dudes with guns uh, we get a great, uh, newspaper article where, or a newspaper where the he- main headline is just, man attacks cops! Uh, <laughs> and, oh yeah, they, the people who are trying to grow weed, uh, the first, the first mention of Ish, uh, openly as any form of, like, weed on Akashic, is when they call it ganja, which... Ganja, yeah. It's mm, <laughs> pretty, yeah.
0: Yeah, this, this is great, um... Let me see. I, I I wrote something down for episode three. Oh yeah, <laughs> when he gets captured by the 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 weed sellers, the growers, not the sellers. Uh, <laughs> one of them says something about blowing them up in smoke. No pun intended. <laughs> I was like, no. What?
1: That's <laughs> good so writing. Bad. That's good writing, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Um. Uh, is this the episode where Medusa walks into that house and, like, nobody's there?
1: Yeah, and she just steals a bunch shit because she's, like, super entitled and a bad character, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, she, like, walks into this house, she doesn't even have to break in, they, like, leave the door unlocked, they leave all their money out, like, it's the perfect situation for her to just walk in and steal some clothes and some money and read the newspaper and That's just Hawaii. Clearly though. these people Hang were loose. just there. Yeah, yeah, right, right.
1: <laughs> that they comes were, up yeah. later. The laid backness of Hawaii comes up later.
0: Yeah. And uh, just the whole Hawaii theme. Um Chris Chris Compendio, friend of the show, they were like <laughs> they were texting me about it and they were like, I'm pretty sure the only purpose for the show is to get the cast a Hawaiian vacation. Like, that was really the only purpose of the show. Yeah,
1: it seems like um, <laughs> Hawaii, there was a huge grant somewhere, money was changed hands, and Hawaii got a bunch of money, and the cast were like, fuck yeah, we're going to Hawaii. Like, that's, <laughs> that seems like the only reason that Hawaii is the main place for all of this to take place.
0: Hi, a i Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to, to get on with episode four, um... Let me see. Am I missing anything? No. Oh, yeah. we, also, uh, we
1: also meet the Inhuman whose special power is he's just a face in a wall, and he can teleport people, and then he's oh, like, right. this is yes. really painful for me, and they keep on using him.
0: I know. And he's <laughs> he's like, used ugh. so many times.
1: Do, do you want to know the really messed up 10. thing that I found out? Apparently in the comics, that's not just his face. He's a whole giant stone person, and they just built around him. So they just trapped oh, him no. in there, which is really messed
0: up. That's so messed up. Because <laughs> they do, throughout the show, they're going to keep using him. Oh, no. Okay. Um. <laughs> episode four. We're halfway there. Um, episode four is way. where I
1: gave up, so I have no notes on this.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> this is the I, one episode I I'm have not no lie. notes on. I'm not going to lie. I also, like, quit taking notes at this point. Um. <laughs> I, I took one other note about one of the end, like something that happened at the end, but like, I was just like the same thing. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to binge through this. Like I, I'm just going to try to pay attention and see what happens. Um, all right. Make way for Medusa. Declan, who is working for Maximus takes Black Bolt and Sammy to his facility to harvest Black Bolt's DNA for Maximus to undergo further teragenesis. Uh, Maximus orders Tabor tibor uh to prepare for the upcoming procedure while his guards kill the rest of the genetic council after losing the helicopter medusa and louise manage to locate declan's facility blackbolt and sammy deduce declan's malevolence and escape before being confronted by Orin's party medusa and louise arrive as mortis fires at blackbolt causing an explosion blackbolt escapes with medusa and louise taking an taking an unconscious Locus, a member of Oren's party, with the power to locate people with them to help find their family members. Meanwhile, Gorgon Gorgon deserts his party in order to protect them and find Karnak, who begins to develop a romantic relationship with Jen, while Reno kills their fellow farmer. Elsewhere, Crystal meets Dave, who gets Audrey to examine and help Lockjaw. The, the random bits of romance in the show what what is going on here
1: <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> like, it feels like they oh no. needed some sort of romantic quota and they realized that like black bolt and medusa are really stale together and so they're like what if we had in humans pair off with like people and that was a big thing except all of the humans are either just like complete weirdos who are like yeah this person from the moon who's rambling on about all these things i i love them for no good reason Or they're like Dave, who is the most like chubb stereotype you could imagine, and he is so
0: goddamn funny. Well, everything with Dave and Crystal is like a lifetime movie.
1: Yeah, straight up. That's what it felt like. (laughs) Uh, And something that they mention there in that is, they say that um, Derek, the scientist, is sort of like this malevolent guy, but he's kind of not. He's kind of just a doofus. Um, he's and nice,
0: he, and he's a scientist. He's just doing what he's supposed yeah, to do. He, like,
1: he's just been duped into it by Maximus, who is somehow paying for his research. Right?
0: Where, Where did how is he Maximus, for it? the
1: Moon Man, get money for the fucking scientist to do his
0: research? At this point, I just want to say, I mean we're we're halfway through. I I am not here to just like dog on the show, but it's like very, that's I not to. my Exactly. That was not my intention. So I was like, mm. oh, I heard the show's bad. I'm going to give it a chance and we're going to talk about it. It's it's so hard not to, because it's not, there's there's nothing redeemable
1: about it. I, I think the main thing is, like, sucks. when you compare it to the other stuff that was coming out at that time, this was, like, 2015, 2016. This was the time that Daredevil was coming out. This is the time that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was really hitching its stride. Like, there was some really good Marvel TV shows at this time and this just in every single way, is kind of a categorical failure. Like, it looks bad, it isn't well-acted, it's not particularly entertaining, it's very slow-paced, they just wander around an island. It doesn't keep its own internal logic. It just seems to exist for the sake of existing, and it's never fun. It's never having fun.
0: I... I would really like if anybody's listening and you you really did enjoy Inhumans, please like let me know. Cause I want to hear a point of view of of somebody who like enjoyed it and you know, your take on that because I just I'm I'm trying and I can't. Um the the romance here with this with one of the the, the growers, uh with Karnak, and again, Karnak is one of the most bland characters. Like he mm. does nothing, and then she just like takes him out to the beach and takes off her shirt, and she's like, "Come Both, kiss me now." Yeah, and Both you're of just the like
1: humans that like discover love seem to have their big moment of realization through like these moments of mild skinny dipping, where they get half yeah. nude and they go for a swim with some Hawaiian, and it's like, yeah, this is what human love is. <laughs>
0: it's it's very strange and again like i i do think that you know i i liked towards the end i started to like karnak more and i think that jen is the reason for that because she kind of teaches him to to be less rigid and you know stop thinking about the outcome and just like letting life be its thing which is cool whatever but just yeah it was just a weird and then and then the the other grower (laughs) <laughs> who is skeptical of him? Like sees them making out, and then kills the other guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, like a okay, whole another plot. End all these people,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, that it was weird. Um, yeah, the genetic. He, so Maximus, meanwhile, is out here literally just like killing everybody because he's like, I I need it my way. So it's it's just gonna be me, and at this point, just the royal guard that are on my side, and then all of the. The lower people, and that's it. And they'll all love me and protect me, and I will be there. Yeah, that, their, that's their something king. that
1: the show does a lot, is it seems to be like, it seems to talk about, like, oh, who do the people side with? But you never actually see anything from the people's point of view. They all just seem like dummies who follow whoever's sitting in the big seat. Right. And right, it's right. never explained. I, I think a, the most notable part of this episode is just how much of a wet fart the final fight is. Uh, where well, it's just the two groups facing off, the two groups of Inhumans facing off, and then a big explosion at the end that knocks a couple of them over, but the explosion just looks horrendous. like for, Even for TV quality, it looks really, really bad, and you uh-huh. just have to wonder where the money went for this show.
0: Yeah. And then again, this would be that would have been a good spot for Black Bolt to show off his powers and like maybe actually take out the bad guys. But then he was like, no, I can't. I can't do yeah. that. No. Um, Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, it's again, it's so weird to me because Black Bolt's stance is like, I can't kill these people because, you know, we have to like fair trial. I'm assuming it's kind of like his his motives but then like towards the end he's like keeps he's like no we'll kill this person we'll do this and then uh Medusa has to step in and be like stop like we got to start like respecting everybody and i'm just like okay but the rest of the movie he didn't do anything he wasn't killing anybody like he was just quiet yeah, i don't understand
1: yeah I, I, I think this the motives up, are all over the place i think this comes up in the final episode where they basically they have the two they have the villain and the main characters flip their overall goal, where yeah. Maximus goes from wanting to liberate the people to just being obsessed with being the king, and Black Bolt goes from sort of like this king that doesn't care about his people, and then he seems to see like, oh, these people seem to really like what Maximus is doing. I'll just do that too. I'll just, I'll just follow <laughs> in with that. It's like, it's almost a biting critique on politics of just like the people in power see someone rise up from below and then they take on the language of that person from below and they're like, no, we're with the people too. It's this right, really right. weird thing where you're like, no, he, he hasn't changed. He's just kind of pretending by the looks of it. Uh,
0: anything, anything else on episode four, Ali, before we move on? Uh,
1: No, again, with episode five, I wrote very little, but I'm sure. I'm sure something will
0: come back to me. <laughs> Okay, so uh, moving on to episode five. Um, Karnak and Jen escape from Reno, who wounds her. Reno's customer kills him for his unre- unreliable unreliability and orders his men to find the pair. Locust criticizes Black Bolt's politics, locating Karnak using her powers. Orin awakens in Declan's facility and secretly contacts Maximus, who orders her to let Declan continue his research on Black Bolt. After recapturing Sammy and learning of his powers, Mortis's party reunites with Oren, who decides to use Declan and Sammy to lure back Black Bolt. After stitching Jen's wounds, Karnak returns to his camp with her. They are later captured by the customers. I like how they keep saying the customers. Is it yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. I'm no, sure the customers.
1: The,
0: the growers <laughs> who then go to the the like distributors and whatever. So they're the customers, I guess. Um so they're captured by the customers only for gorgon to arrive and rescue them escaping gorgon and karnak are reunited with blackbolt and medusa um, a dying locust tells medusa of crystal's presence on oahu and asks blackbolt to reconsider his pol- policies maximus decides to send more inhumans to help Oren. Um, Tybor encounters the opposition who ask him to overthrow maximus Audrey cures lockjaw. Oh, Audrey! We didn't even get into Audrey. Um, Audrey cures lockjaw, who teleports Crystal and Dave away. The pair continues bonding. Uh, in flashbacks, Gorgon and Karnak scold each other for extreme behavior. Um, so they completely skipped over the the the, the sister, the young sister Crystal, and the dog, the best character of the show. Um, they teleport to oahu get hit by a car and again this is the charming surfer bro uh lifetime movie guy and he's like oh i know a vet it's my ex-girlfriend uh and they go to this Drama. big barn <laughs> the ex-girlfriend's like i guess i'll work on this this big dog and then and I, I
1: recognize that actress and um, she's from san clarita Daesh, and people actually really like her in that so mm-hmm. it was like, it was kind of weird seeing in this and just being like, oh, oh, at least things got better. Also, like, I think
0: they paint her to be a bad guy in the show. And once again, like, she did nothing wrong. Like, yeah. literally, her ex-boyfriend shows up to her barn with a huge dog and some new girl. And is like, fix the dog. Who are aliens. And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, okay, you're, you're, I don't believe anything you're saying. This is crazy. Why should I have to do this? And they're like mad at her for being like, a little bit like offish but like i would be i'd be like get out of here i don't want to help your dog like come on um which then comes up later and again they make her out to be a bad guy i mean she does call the cops so like a cab but like <laughs> they they make her out to be a bad guy and like i would i wouldn't want to fucking help them either like yeah she, anyway. she kinda
1: just seems like she's freaked out <laughs> by alien showing up in her barn and her ex-boyfriend yeah. showing up again and her just being like i can't deal with this This is a lot. This is a lot to deal with. Come on. Um,
0: A lot of names in this recap. uh, A lot of characters and going back and forth. And again, this is when the, like, politics stuff comes up. And they're like, reconsider your politics. Think about the people underneath you. You treat us so bad. Um, I also mentally made a note that i feel like there's a lot of like homoerotic tension uh between Medusa and uh Louise. Uh don't know yeah. if you were getting those vibes yeah, either no, but i, I was no. like kiss 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 uh and they wouldn't kiss. Um <laughs> it was very disappointing. Uh <laughs> so disappointing.
1: <laughs> I, I think uh one thing that i just remembered that i wanted to mention because you mentioned the flashbacks. The scene that they show where Black Bolt accidentally kills his parents by saying why, is, like, inadvertently hilarious. And it he, is. like, he, he knows his powers, and he does it anyway, and then he, the actor, the poor ki- young actor that they have, he just, like, puts his hand up to his mouth in this He's super like, oh! animated way, and it's just like, oh, golly, gee, oh, no, I've murdered my parents. And yeah. it's such a and, when they later and then they make ex- him
0: king immediately yeah. after that. And like, then
1: when they try to explain that scene of, like, why it happened, it gets even worse, and it's just, ah. Uh. Yeah,
0: It's, again, to that point of, like, Maximus originally not doing anything wrong, like, he's not the bad guy. It's, like, literally, before this happens, they're like, we should lock up this kid because he his powers are so dangerous. Not only are they he like, then-
1: we should lock him up, they're like, let's do brain surgery on him to try to, like, debilitate him so that he can't do anything and the guy right. brings it to his parents and the parents aren't like no they're like ah, uh, we don't know we'll think about this for a while and then maximus forges their signature and that's what causes right. him to ask them why and like kill them but like all of these then, characters are awful people
0: but then the just the the pure like fact that they were like let's lock him up let's experiment on him and then he kills his parents who are the king and queen And then they're like, well, I guess you're king now. Yeah. You know, like, there's no, They go from let's lock you up
1: to you're the king now really quickly.
0: (laughs) Like, if I was Maximus, I'd be pissed, too. I'd be like, okay, just because I don't have powers, I didn't kill anybody. I'm not dangerous. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's a mess. It's a big mess. Um... Let's see, let's, the customers, that's just so funny to me. Um, yeah, uh, anything else on this episode that I'm forgetting? Was that
1: episode five?
0: Yes. Uh,
1: no, no, I, I, the, there's some funny stuff in episode six that I just realized I, yes, let, let, let's go to episode <laughs> six.
0: Let's go to it. Okay, uh, we're getting there, listeners, we're getting there, trust it's me. So close. If you were watching along, the episodes are 45 minutes long, so like at and least. I may feel it. I'm doing you a favor if you don't yeah. want to watch the show. You know, I'm doing you a favor. I did the homework for you. Um, Anyway, episode six. Uh, following a nightmare involving his family, Maximus has, has Eldrach send the supporting team to Declan's facility with one of them being Bernaha's... I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Bernaha's father, loyalist, Oren sends the message to Medusa... Black Bolt takes Medusa and Louise to find Crystal while tasking Gorgon and Karnak to rescue Declan and Sammy. Crystal creates lightning to signal the others. Gorgon and Karnak defeat Oran's party and rescue the duo. Mortis tries to kill everyone by collapsing the facility, but Gorgon sacrifices himself to save the others. Black Bolt's party reunites with Crystal and Lockjaw and goes to Declan's facility. Audrey brings the police to Dave's barn to expose the Inhumans. Pretending to be Dave's girlfriend... <laughs> pretending to be Dave's girlfriend, Louise assures the police that Audrey was only being jealous again. Again, you know, I she didn't have to call the cops, but she was like, there's a big scary alien dog in my barn. Somebody needs to come pick it up. And then they escape. And then this girl's like, oh, you're just being a jealous girlfriend. Like, oh my God, if I was her, I would be pissed off too. Also, like, I think that
1: the best part of that scene is when... Louise is like, hey, can I come to the moon with you? And Medusa is like, no, there's no way you could possibly come to the moon with us. You have to stay here and explain why you're the only person in the barn. And it's like, why didn't you just go to the moon and have it be an empty barn? Like that, that would have been a way easier thing for the guy to just be like, well, I guess she's crazy or whatever. Like that would have been a much easier way for him to pawn everything off then. Oh, this is this big lover's quarrel or whatever.
0: Right. It's just like, to me, I was like, another, just another excuse for them not to be gay together, right? Like, I feel mm. like Medusa led Louise on the entire time and then was just like, you know what? But she you have them really badly, too. Yeah. Oh, she does. Yeah. Um, I missed, I missed one thing. Meanwhile, Maximus unearths the assassination plot of Tybor and his rebels. After killing Tybor and having the rebels taken away, he has Bernaha pledge his loyalty to him something that like stresses me out about the wikipedia but also i mean just watching the show in general there's so much back and forth like they're like it's like i feel like i'm watching scooby-doo and they're running back and forth in the hallways like they're they're going to this thing and they're going back over here and then they're going back and doing this and then they're gonna do this and it's just like i'm sorry listeners but th- this is how it feels yeah and that, happens, well. with their,
1: that <laughs> happens a lot even in like scenes themselves where that action set piece of them going into the uh, facility and like fighting the people is mainly just people walking around for a bish in like these dimly lit rooms, and then it's Gorgon causes the thing to cave in on himself to help get everyone out. But that's filmed in such a way that it's really indiscernible as to what's actually going on. And this is also the point where I noticed. So, do you remember the way in the first episode, a big plot point of is Gorgon has hooves, and they see the hooves on the monitor, uh, on the like space camera or whatever. Humans see the hooves, and they're like, "Huh, what's this hooves?" So <laughs> then, in every episode after episode two, he no longer has hooves; he just has boots. They remove, right. yes, they remove the hooves, like makeup or prosthetics or whatever they had, and they just say. Ah, that was too fucking hard to do. Let's just give him big boots and say, I don't know, maybe there's hoof's under there. Mm. Yeah. Th- ah. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is the episode where Karnak, the guy who's from the moon and doesn't understand a bunch of Earth-like language and doesn't understand Earth customs, says that he had this Jesus scared out of him. Which is the most Irish thing in the world, and it's just like, yeah, it scared the bejesus <laughs> out of me, and I just had this moment of like, what the fuck is this Moon Man saying bejesus for?
0: This Moon Man. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, let me. I'm just trying to read over it to see. This is this the episode where Mortis dies, right? Yeah. Yes, because yes. Gorgon sacrificed himself again. I think back on this like idea that they tried to make this like really big bad villain. They're like, oh, Mortis, he's scary, and you should watch out for him. And then and he's just like I, making I like
1: quips, he... and he just seems like he seems like a fine enough guy. Like he just seems like he yeah. doesn't like the monarchy as well, and he's having fun. Like he doesn't seem like an evil dude.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and it also just like fell flat. Like they like made it a point where they were like we locked him up for a reason. And even like, um, even Oron, the the person who is working with Maximus is like, oh yeah, we locked him up for a reason. Like we should not be letting him out. And you're like, oh God, he's going to do something really scary. Uh, and then it, like, I, again, I feel like it fell flat. I mean, we did, that was the sacrifice of Gorgon. So something does happen there. Um,
1: yes. But again, the, I just they, feel like they, it wasn't. They also have the bold, uh, they make the bold step. Of killing off half of their main people of colour characters.
0: Oh, oh right. Yeah. And
1: it's just like, oh, okay, great. And then we'll get to it. But they go back on that and they're like, actually, no, never mind. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, any other notes on episode six?
1: Uh no, this is also the episode where it just really hit me how gross and eugenics y the whole like genetic council thing is, and that like really mm-hmm. hit home for me, and I was like, just fuck this whole city fuck everyone everyone in this is just (laughs) awful and i don't like them
0: yeah yeah (laughs) um all right uh episode seven we have two left um At Gorgon's sacrifice, Oron and her party are returned to Maximus to show good faith. She is disillusioned when she learns that Maximus's deeper agenda is a second chance at Terrigenesis. Uh, Triton is revealed to be alive and reunites with the royal family, who learn that Black Bolt predicted the coup and is prepared. The family returns to Adelian for a parlay with Maximus. Black Bolt agrees to allow Maximus to undergo Terrigenesis in exchange for reclaiming the throne. After securing Declan, Maximus violates the pact and demands the family leave. Having learned from Declan's research, Karnak convinces Oren to give him her DNA so that he can use it to revive Gorgon through a second Terrigenesis, which seemingly fails. Triton kills Maximus's bodyguard, captures him, and sends him back to Black Bolt, who prepares to kill him before he tells Black Bolt that Adelan's survival depends on his due to a failsafe. Gorgon awakens with a primitive mind that's great wording uh, much to declan's dismay um there's there's a lot to unpack here
1: there's uh, a lot in this episode and it's a lot of walking about the city and yeah. like yeah it's a really hard episode to tell the geography of where everybody is cuz they're just walking around
0: um yeah the that last sentence, right gorgon awakens with a primitive mind i didn't like now now that i because as i was watching it i was just like oh like he's probably like mentally going through something because he literally fucking died and he is in distress and that's what what is going on with him and that's why he's like acting out and the fact that the the, the wikipedia writes that and it's like the only the only like black character in in this show uh is a lot Pretty much, yeah. um which which is great um the the whole thing with Maximus again. He he is the only character in the show with anything going on. Um, yeah. Truly, he's like he's like you can't kill me because if you kill me, the whole moon will will fall. All of, our our city will fall on the moon and everybody will die. So um, I guess I have to he, be around. He's, forever. he's gone from wanting <laughs> to liberate
1: the people to just wanting to be king, and it's just wanting to be. King. And, it's, uh, I
0: think it's his lust for 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 powers is what it is. Like he's yeah. so obsessed with the like Terra Genesis that he's like, I will do anything for it.
1: <laughs> and it, that that all just seems to play into like the archaic genetic Council-y stuff. Where it's like, listen, if this dude wants to try going through terogenesis again, why not just let him? It's all because your old like rules and stuff that you don't allow him to do this stuff. Uh, also, I love the fact that they go to the moon to parlay, and they're like, we have to. We have to try to make peace. We have to try to not kill people. And then the first thing that like Black Bolt does when he's <laughs> confronted by a bunch of people uh, with uh, with Maximus, and he's trying to sneak Maximus to the control room, is he just kills all of his like subjects. And it's like, right. why, why? did you bother fucking trying to parlay for peace? Uh, yeah, I. There's also some really bad filmmaking in this episode where there's the scene where Medusa and Black Bolt are talking and it overlaps the modern, the current day footage with them as a kid, or them as kids. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this After Effects half-dissolve opacity on both of them, and it just looks horrendous.
0: And I feel like, besides it looking bad... There is like nothing that comes from those flashbacks to me. Like I feel like they're supposed to be there's a purpose for them to be like understanding their motivations or like understanding like what got them to where they are today and, and things like that. The only flashbacks that I think matter are the ones with Maximus, because again, he's the only character that seems to have like a actual motivation for something that they just yeah, decided to
1: throw away. Those flashbacks do a really good job of making Medusa less likable because you find out yeah. that her parents were like trying to lead a rebellion. And then when they died, she basically sort of went, "Ah, fuck this! If I befriend uh, Black Bolt, I can become the queen." So she's just she's just playing politics, and she's she's almost like a C.S.C.S. character at that point. When you realize that she's literally just trying to climb the ladder of chaos, and you're like, "Oh, right, you're you have no morals."
0: Yeah, and I think I mean I think the show is like tries to do a good job of redeeming her because she is the one that like is like, Black Bolt, we have to stop doing this and we have to be here for our people and I've got to be a good queen. But again, it just, it doesn't land for me because she's not likable the entire time. And again, like what you just said, like her motivations were literally like, oh, I could, I could help this rebellion and just like live up to this rebellion and be a, be that person because my parents were, but I'm going to just be a queen instead because I feel like it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, this is the episode where I made a note of every character seems to have one talking point and they just have that conversation with different characters over and over again. Like Maximus is always either I want to be king or I want to terror Genesis. Uh, Medusa is always like, we have to change. Gorgon is basically always saying we have to plan ahead. Uh, or not Gorgon, Karnak is always saying we have to plan ahead and think of the potential outcomes. And Goron's basically just going, "Duh, I want to beat people up," and like all that changes is who's interacting with who.
0: Right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see.
1: Are we on to episode eight? Please, God, tell me. Yeah. About episode
0: eight. Might as well. The, I was gonna. The, I was looking to see. I don't think we missed anything. Yeah. So. This is
1: episode eight. Is where I made the note. Oh, thanks, Christ. It's almost over.
0: <laughs> um, and finally, Black Bolt is what it's called and i don't know why because again he doesn't do anything
1: no he does (laughs) he does one one thing he makes a building collapse slightly that is the extent of his powers shown off
0: and they're like yeah this is the finally we get the care we finally see him use his powers how cool it's not cool um
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's such a dull moment and it's like trying to epitomize a really intense moment Yeah, it it completely falls flat and it's kind of disappointing because Black Bolt is a really cool character in the comics.
0: So, so Gorgon kills Declan and escapes. Karnak is arrested and locked in the quiet room, later joined by Gorgon, uh, whom he helps remember the past slightly. Maximus reveals that the failsafe needs his fingerprints once an hour to stabilize. Black Bolt plans an evacuation for the people to Earth if he cannot topple Maximus. Crystal tells uh Eljack of the plan Maximus is rescued by the royal guards but finds only Declan's body and no terrigen crystals which Medusa has entrusted to Louise on earth why like were they trying to make like a a secondary plot with inhumans on earth like the like like Kamala Khan and stuff is that what they're so, trying so, to yeah, do Yeah so like
1: in in Agents of Shield the inhumans on earth are social the inhumans on earth are basically cast out in humans and they live in like hidden mountains or something or another it's been a while since i've watched it and there is plot points around that of like hey there are a couple of these crystals on earth and there is a small inhuman community on earth but they just mm. because they never got to go anywhere with that it feels like a really weird plot line
0: so do you think this this uh stemmed from agents of shield and like that yes plan? yes th-
1: there's there's okay. interviews with um, With Jeff Loeb where he talks about how he wanted Daisy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to meet up with Black Bolt at one point. uh, Which would have been... I wonder... Because we
0: are going to get... Sorry. Mm. We are going to get, like, the Marvel movie. uh, The Marvels movie with Kamala Khan. And I wonder how cool it would be if they were, like... If they talk about how she got her powers and they somehow bring up this. I
1: don't know. I think this, this show is so... To be frank, the show was so bad that it seems like they don't want to mention it again. But <laughs> no, there's yeah. still a lot of love for Agents of Shield, so I wonder if they'll just go with the Agents of Shield bits of lore that will push out, which is mm-hmm. basically, hey, Inhumans were like sent down from space, and we don't really know where we came from or whatever, and we have this small little community. So like, it could make sense that they just keep what Agents of Shield set up, either that or they have to completely. Ignore both of the TV shows, which would be really disappointing for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.S. Mm. fans, uh, or the final option is that they could just have Kamala Khan not be an Inhuman, which would probably bum out a lot of comic book fans.
0: Right. I don't. I feel like that would be the the not the right way to do that. And I mean, they could easily do a very small like they don't even have to mention Inhuman like the any of the series, and they could just literally say like. That there was Terrigen brought from the moon. That's literally yeah. all they have to say, and then fans would be like, "Oh, like the TV show, you know." So I feel like they don't have to do like too much there. Um, I guess we'll see. Um, but let's see. I, I stopped reading because I got I got shaken up <laughs> by the crystals and why they why they did that. Um, where where did I leave off? Okay her boss agrees to provide settlement for the people of Adelan with help from his superiors. Karnak that's never
1: explained. That's not the Wikipedia article being way too vague. It's that they <laughs> never say what relocation is, where they make all the room for the 14,000 inhumans.
0: Right. And you get how like, one guy, scene yeah.
1: how this where one they're like... private businessman was like, yes, we we have a new place for all of these people. Like,
0: Yeah. Right. I don't understand that. And then, like, the, the, uh, there's a scene where they're, like, talking to them on, like, a football field. Yeah. Like, football <laughs> uh, where, field. where you, are they going to sleep on the football field? Like, what's going on here? I don't know. Um, So, uh, Karnak and Gorgon break out and join the family. Medusa meets with Maximus and tries to reason with him, um, but to no avail. The family sends a broadcast throughout Adelan revealing Maximus's ideology. Uh, ide- Ideology um, and offering the option of evacuation. Disillusioned, Aaronrend deserts Maximus and joins the evacuation. Blackbolt confronts Maximus, who reveals that he faked the letter um, from Aegon and Rinda discussing Black Bolt's brain surgery, leading to the pair's deaths. Blackbolt locks Maximus in the bunker and leaves through Eldrac, who dies with Adelan. A cryptic message is shown on the throne of Adelan. Now on Earth, Black Bolt and Medusa address every inhuman present again in a football field. Um I guess we'll never know what that cryptic message was, because you I they are not gonna make any more of this show, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: love how certain this final episode is that it's gonna get another season. Like it feels so confident that it's gonna set up all of these things and they're gonna come into play later and you're just watching and you're like, This isn't no. happening. It's I, I tweeted <laughs> about this, but unlikely have you ever seen dracula untold no so at the end of that movie it's like it's this fantasy dracula retelling thing and then at the end of the movie the end credits scene goes thousands of years into the future to modern day and charles dance who's the villain for the uh movie uh is watching a modern day dracula who's dominic cooper i think He's mm-hmm. watching him uh, just like drink a coffee at a restaurant, and then he walks away and uh, Charles Dance gets up and he walks to the camera and he just goes, let the games begin, and you're just like, you're, the games are not beginning, this is not happening, it's, no, it's over, <laughs> it's done. And I just, I oh, love no. it when something like that is so confident that it's gonna get a sequel and you can just sit back and just be like, oh this, you poor darling, you were you so confident.
0: Right. Uh, Oh, no. Uh, The only note that I took from the ending was that there's a scene where she's, like, trying to, like, talk down Maximus. Medusa is trying to talk about Maximus. And again, in the beginning of the show, the first episode, he, like, comes on to her. And then as she's, like, fighting him, he's like, ooh, I can dream about it at least. I can think about it at least. And it's just, like, fucking gross. So there's this she's pleading with him and then she starts to get really emotional and she's like if if only i had been a better friend to you then maybe you wouldn't have turned out like this and like no that's not the problem that's not the problem don't walk back on like how fucking weird he was like that's not acceptable (laughs) and it like really sucks that like as much as i didn't like it it sucks because like again as much as i didn't really like her character then for the writers to be like Actually, yeah, you know, it probably was her fault that he he turned out the way that he did, and I'm like, oh no, no, that's not going to make things better. Yeah, don't say that.
1: Uh, mm. Also, there's there's a scene that they didn't mention in the recap there that I made a note of, where Gorgon and Karnak are locked in what's called the Silent Room, which is basically this room for Black Bolt to go where he can't cause any damage. Like the idea is like it's this unbreakable room, and it's the one room that can contain him, and then. They're, they're like how are we gonna break out of here it's an unbreakable room and then karnak just goes it's only unbreakable to black bolt sound waves or whatever and so gorgon breaks the room by just stomping on the floor really hard and it's the <laughs> most it's three stumps, and the room falls apart and they break out and it's like mm-hmm, this is the greatest unbreakable room you could have built
0: oh no yeah, there's another really funny scene with the quiet room uh, earlier that I forgot about in the in the series where Crystal runs in there with Lockjaw and they're like getting ready to escape and the royal guard is chasing her and instead of them trying to break down the door, they're just like knocking on the door. They're like, "Let us in," and I'm like, "What is that going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, like this, she's this not going to let you the, in." Um...
1: This is also the episode where they try to convince you that, like, a room full of six extras is 14,000 people teleporting through oh, yeah. the face in the wall, dude, and it's, like, you can see the room visibly become empty, and, like, they didn't even have more extras walk in to make it look like there were people coming in from outside or anything, and it's just this empty room, and you're like, where's everyone else in the city?
0: <laughs> wow. Um, what a show yeah um I truly again feel like I could have gone without it um i I love the idea of the inhumans and like you know setting up things for the m c u and such but i uh don't really think that they're gonna set anything up um also Ollie, thank you for your like background on how like the show being made in the first place. Um, because that kind of makes me dislike it more, honestly. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I think the, the the one thing, I this show did two things for me. Uh, the first is it made me go, hey, maybe Iron Fist wasn't that bad, which is a really weird thing to think. Like, no one should ever think that. <laughs> right. And two, it made me go, hey, what if I watched Hellstorm? Which I really shouldn't do as well.
0: Right. Ay ay ay. Yeah, I don't really even know, like, what else to say about the show, because I feel like we picked it apart. Like, there's nothing really that I could, like, heavily criticize besides, like, I mean, everything about it. Yeah, Um, if
1: you try to look at this from, like, a analytical Krish point of view, and you try to read into its meaning and stuff, you wind up coming away really frustrated because isn't saying anything in a very logical way and when it does you kind of disagree with what it's saying like it's really hard to agree with the points that it's making
0: right and again like with everything with maximus like you're like oh but like he's he's right like the people on top are being really shitty but then towards the end of the the show they just walk back on all that and they're like no he just really wants to have superpowers like that's it and it, like that's a bummer and yeah. like that takes anything that the show is setting up and makes it like really shitty um I, I i
1: before before coming on here i watched um mr sunday movies did a uh recap of the show uh with nick mason who he does a podcast with and there's an ongoing bitch at the very beginning that goes on for like two minutes where Nick Mason basically just goes, hey, you know how everyone thought Killmonger was a great villain because he was kind of sympathetic? What if we went even further and we just made the villain the good guy? (laughs) And that's basically what this show does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's something. It's something. Um... I also, again, like I I wasn't very familiar with the characters and I, I did a little, I, I was putting their names in and looking up their actual comic book characters and like the comic book characters look so cool. Yeah. And I know that they didn't have the budget for like to do that kind of stuff, but it, it just feels like that. Like, I don't know if you know that you have a bunch of really cool characters, like you're not just doing like a a iron fist you're not just doing a one character that you could focus on you're you have a handful of really cool looking characters that are very stylish and have all these cgi things that you would have to work out maybe it should have just never happened because if you can't make wait till you
1: have the budget push
0: right like eternals is a great example of that like they're making an MCU film of a group of superheroes that are all va- vastly different and have these really cool things going on um, and it's going to look fucking fantastic because it's yeah. Disney and it's the m c u and they had the budget for it, and they could do it. If you didn't have the budget for it like 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 I've said a million times, the dog was the best character, the best looking character in the show, and like that says something like
1: and I don't if know there's something really, really frustrating about watching an ensemble show. Where the entire thing is, oh, they're all split up.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, yeah,
1: it's meant to be this team of really cool people, but you get to see them interact either in one on ones, just talking directly to each other. Like, there's very few conversations with three people in this show, or yeah. they're just wandering around looking for each other.
0: And, and again, it's so back and forth because then like, you're like, oh, yeah, they all found each other and then they get separated again. And then it's just like two and three characters. And it's just it's really messy. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like anything was going on, really. Like, yeah, I don't know.
1: And like I'm, I'm an apologist for a lot of bad things. Like, I like <laughs> bad TV, but it's really hard to find the redeemable parts of the show. And that's right. just kind of sad at the end of the day.
0: It is sad because I love the MCU and, you know, I could like watching the show. I'm like, you know, if if there is a comic that like is this storyline, like I'd be interested in reading it because I know the comic would probably be great and they would probably do it really more concise and uh, everything would actually look cool. Uh, The characters wouldn't be like all stripped of their powers and like, you know. And that's not saying that they can't be stripped of their powers because that happens multiple times in in the MCU and superhero things where the character is stripped of their powers, but then they get like this redemption and something happens and it's really cool and um, it's meaningful. But again, they they don't do that. They don't make any of it meaningful in the show, which really sucks. So, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: they Ollie, is there
0: anything special. else? <laughs> What were you uh, saying? Sorry,
1: they deserved better. That's, that's yeah, they we'll did.
0: Call. Yeah, the characters deserved a lot better. Um, I think also the viewers deserved a lot better. Like, yeah,
1: if you if you I spent think, your money yeah. to see that in theater, if like us, you spent eight hours of your life watching it, you <laughs> came away feeling a bit lobbed.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. Um, anyway, <laughs> if you are watching and you have any good in humans, like. Plots, comic stories, like send them my way because I didn't really, I wasn't really into the Inhumans until I played the Avengers game. I think Kamala Khan is really cool and a lot of those characters are great. Um, so send them my way because I'd love to learn more about them. Um, and again, I, uh, me and Ali watched eight hours of this for you. So if you have any blessings for us, we will take it.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm kind of dreading like the idea of if this podcast does really well, then we might have to do one of the other really bad TV shows like Cloak and Dagger or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know if I can do it again.
0: Oh, I don't know. I've had Chris Compendio like begging me to do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for so long, and I'm like,
1: like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is it's good. good. Yeah.
0: It's good. I started watching it, but I don't think I could commit to like watching that much television like all at once. And uh, Oh, yeah.
1: No, you're <laughs> slow burn.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Ali, anything else that you have to say about um, Inhumans?
1: Uh, No, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Don't waste (laughs) your time.
0: Just listen to this and uh, you get your recap. And yep, there you go. Um, Now... Something that I like to talk about with guests on the show, Ollie, Um, is there anything in particular coming out in the MCU that you're looking forward to? Um, or just in general, like maybe any like theories that you have about going into the new phase? Um, before recording this, this week we've had the Eternals trailer drop, which was really great. Uh, and we keep getting little teases of Loki, the show, because that's going to be coming out in like... What like uh two weeks something like that?
1: June seventh, I think. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Actually, uh, I I'm a big fan of the Marvel TV show. I loved a lot of the Netflix stuff, even some of the not great stuff. But I think the thing that I'm really really excited for is the Hawkeye series. And um, mm-hmm. I really really do not like uh what's his name, the actor Clint. No, the guy that oh, plays... Oh,
0: uh, Jeremy Renner, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I do not like him as Hawkeye, but I love that Hawkeye run that they're basing it off of, the AJ and Fraction run, so much. Because that at the end, that's what got me into comics, was that Matt Fraction, David AJ, um, Hawkeye series. And since then, I've read literally every Hawkeye thing that has come out in since then. Uh, all of mm-hmm. the Kate Bishop stuff, all of the West Coast Avengers stuff. I just... I really, really like those characters and what they've done with them. And if they can even get a bit of that personality into the TV show, I think it will probably be the best that character has ever been represented within the MCU. So I really hope they nail it with that show. Uh, And the Eternals trailer was cool. The Eternals seems like something weird and different. And giving it to Chloe Zhao is at least a very different take uh, that they haven't done before. So I think those are the two main things for me at the moment is The Eternals and Hawkeye.
0: Love that. Yeah, I'm just excited for everything. I love when new Marvel content comes out because I love all the new fun things. And I love Loki. I'm very excited for Loki. Okay, um, And to see what happens there because uh, I have no idea what's going on. We're going to get a whole bunch of different like timeline stuff happening. Um, a lot of humor, which is great because I think... And I've said this before, but, like, with all the Thor movies, they relied – they needed humor, and they just, like, weren't giving it to us, and that's why they were so bad. And then Ragnarok happened, and then you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. So, like, playing on Tom Hiddleston and, like, Chris Hemsworth's skills in being funny uh, is the best way to go about it. So I'm I'm really excited to see um, – what is his name? Uh, oh. What's the, the name Wilson? of the... yes. <laughs> it? Like, yes Wow that guy. Um <laughs> him and Tom Hiddleston uh pairing up and Yeah, Com- comics are weird show. and
1: they're dumb and they don't make a whole lot of sense and it's actually really, really nice to see the movies look, lean into that. Like just right. go for it. Because why you not? Said
0: it. Um cool. Well, uh Ollie, thank you for chatting with me um about this this garbage fire of a, <laughs> of a show um where where can people find you on the internet uh
1: so people can go to startmenu.co.uk uh we are also ash the start menu on twitter uh and i am ash basically ollie uh both spelt with a ie uh, so yeah that's all the places love
0: that Um, And as usual, you can find me on Twitter at OAKayla. Um, This snap is a product of Uppercut, which is a games and media site devoted to punching up through high quality content that focuses on highlighting marginalized voices and great criticism. You can find us on all social media at Uppercut Crit and uppercutcrit.com if you want to hang out with us and our various friends to chat about the snap and more you can join our discord server the link will be in the show notes and if you enjoy the show please be sure to rate and review us on itunes or wherever else you get your podcasts um again ollie thank you very much for taking <laughs> time out of your week to watch the show as precious time lost um but I'd i say it was it a delight
1: much. but it wasn't
0: <laughs> it was a delight to have you on, yes, show. That's, that's where the, on delight, the show yes it was delightful to be on the show that's where the delight comes in um, so yeah uh, the next episode we will be chatting about the first half of the Loki show um, but until then we'll see you in a blip